0: Hey everybody! Welcome to HC Conversations and Merry Christmas! Merry
1: Christmas, everybody!
0: Ho ho ho! Ho ho ho! Ho ho! <laughs> That's how the, the fake Santa I laughs know. in the Santa Claus thinking, too. Coco, I love Coco. Coco! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Christmas. It's the Christmas episode of HC Conversations, and if you're not listening to this at Christmas time, well, then it's not going to make sense. It's going to no. be like when you watch through a TV series. That you're binging on, and you get to the Christmas episode in, like, September, and you're like, can I watch this? I don't know. I it usually still do. Weird. It feels weird. It feels wrong, but if it's not Christmas and you're listening to it, it's okay. We'll get over that, because we're here to have a good time.
1: That's right. <laughs> Phil, if you're listening, he wore a very festive Christmas sweater. It um, light up. I wore I a Christmas on flannel, on. which is much more tasteful than Phil's... No, no, no.
0: This is the epitome of taste. This is... This is my only Christmas sweater. I had to buy it a couple of years ago for an ugly sweater party. Cause I didn't have an ugly sweater. I should
1: have busted my, my Amazon buyout.
0: I got That's really hot. D- dude, this thing is like blazing hot, but I'm telling you, as soon as this podcast is done, it's, I'm taking it back off, but I do this for you. I do it for the people. Those of you watching this on YouTube, this me like sweating to death underneath this. It's for you. I miss my good Christmas sweater though. Uh, Several years ago, Christy and I went to Granny's Attic. Ooh. And if you're from Minerva, you know you know about the attic, okay? I don't know, it was probably 10 years ago. We needed Christmas sweaters. Oh. And I f- we found these homemade ones, because homemade Christmas sweaters are always the best. And it was just like a plain... It wasn't a sweater. It was actually a sweatshirt, not a hoodie. Just a plain white, like, old sweatshirt that had um, a poinsettia, like... Hot glued onto it with um, like sequins, mm, like it outlining was, the poinsettia. Yeah, it was. It was. Did beautiful. it have any puff paint? Uh, no, it didn't. No, but I don't. We, we apparently got rid of those, and it was too tight too, which made it even better. Because <laughs> I think it was like it was like a like a. <laughs> I don't know. It was maybe like a medium sweatshirt. It looked like something that like a little old lady probably made and wore, she and I wore did. it. And it I did not. It
1: was probably one of our elementary school teachers. I mean,
0: I'm bigger now than I was when I had that sweatshirt, but even then, I did not fit in a medium shirt. Okay, and so it was just like, it was something, something to behold. Hmm. But anyway, now I had to buy this because I needed a couple years ago because I needed an ugly sweater, and here we are talking about it on our podcast. That's right. We've come full circle. Mm-hmm. I have no idea full circle to what. But we've come. We're going to talk about Christmas today. That's what we're going to do. Right. So It's Christmas time. It is and Christmas this is, time. So this is the last
1: episode of the podcast until the new year. Yeah. So no episode next week.
0: So I suppose um, our next episode will be January. January 4th. Yes? Yeah. Yes? Yep. So we're only taking one week off. Yeah. We don't need no breaks. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> but again, it's for the people. We're not taking a break. Right. Just one week. So, it's we Christmas. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no. I because okay. we, we know that the people can't survive without this content. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. <laughs> How did you live before this existed? Um, Much better off, probably. So, I it's Christmas time, and yes. Christmas
1: time means a plethora of baked goods. Oh, yes. Um, cookies. So, mm. I think every family bakes to some degree at Christmas time. Um, and then some people like to share. So, we received some candy over the weekend as well as two tins of cookies plus we also made two batches of cookies
0: oh my gosh
1: so we've got way too many cookies in my house and
0: there's a whole week till christmas still i know and then you have the post christmas like everybody has leftover cookies that they're trying to get right <laughs> and
1: there's still more that we wanted to make because we kind of spaced ours out um so it was like one cookie a weekend so that it was gone by the next weekend versus whenever i was a kid we baked like did everything like all in a couple days. Oh he gosh, had I remember doing that as a kid Tons too. and tons of candy and cookies. Dipping chocolates. Yeah. Oh, Buckeyes Until and stuff. January. Yeah. With that being said, Phil, mm. what is your favorite Christmas cookie?
0: Uh, hands down, it's a sugar cookie. Mm. Like I just, um, there is a particular sugar cookie recipe that my family uses. It's, I think it was out of like maybe an old, like, I mean like 1940s Betty Crocker book or something like that. It's called Ethel. Ethel's sugar cookies. Uh, love them. They're wonderful with some nice icing and you know decorated up nice. But the, the trick is they're better frozen. Because, hmm. again, we would make so many like, Christmas stuff that right. so much of the candy and cookies would get put in the freezer and we would be eating that stuff until you know well into the next year, like March, right. April, whatever. And the sugar cookie's frozen. Oh, man. Yeah, that's my favorite Christmas cookie for now, sure. do you
1: prefer your sugar cookies like soft or crunchy? Oh, soft for
0: sure. Like okay. a nice chew. Like that's the nice thing about these ones too. They're like they're dense and chewy not like the biscuity sugar cookies i don't like i don't like my
1: sugar cookie to be not, a biscuit okay? not like the loft house that are like an inch thick
0: yeah Those are. Oh. yeah i like a nice chewy like not soft and fluffy area because i feel like a sugar cookie should be dense it's got enough integrity to hold that pile of icing that's on the top of it mm-hmm. so yeah
1: okay how about you uh i would have to go with sugar cookie too it's classic um yeah, growing up they were always a little on the crispy side cuz that's how my mom liked them. Um, but I like them soft, not too thick, not too thin, but mm. just right. Um, and then another favorite in my family uh that my great grandma always used to make is called melting moments. Ooh, that They're sounds like special. <laughs> they are little special bites of buttery goodness. Ooh. They're like a little shortbread okay. with like a a very rich butter ice cream on top. <laughs> <laughs> Butter makes everything better. Um, okay, so Paul, I made some Paul of those. Paula over here. <laughs> so I made some of those over the weekend. Paula, oh. your name is Paul. Yeah. Made some of those over the weekend. So, all right, that's enough
0: about cookies. Yep. Uh, my coffee's gone too, so that means we really got to get started because I'm going to need a refill after mm-hmm. this podcast. Actually, I don't need a refill. That's probably I should take a break. It's the time of year though that man. I could just I could just have a cup of coffee in my hand all day long.
1: Yeah, I brought some decaf.
0: Ooh, yay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. That's enough about Christmas cookies and on to the Christmas celebration because Paul, we're Christians, okay? We're followers of Jesus. And so at Christmas time, you have one of two options as a Christian, okay? You either choose to go all in and celebrate the birth of Jesus, or you choose to say, I will not do that because it's a pagan holiday. Happy birthday, Jesus. I'm so glad it's Christmas. Okay. So you're either celebrating Jesus because you're Christian. You're like, that's what, that's what Christmas is all about. Or you're on like the extreme other side and say, no, because it's rooted in paganism and I will not partake in such things.
1: Keep Christ in Christmas.
0: So that's what we're going to talk about for the next couple of minutes. Maybe you've heard something like that about the roots of Christmas past. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Um, what, what is Christmas rooted in? How did it become for Christians something that uh, has been known to be associated with the birth of Jesus? And should we celebrate Christmas, Paul? Should we do that? Is that something we should do? Well, we're going to talk about that. Let's talk about that. I think we should. I think we should. Okay. See
1: you. See you (laughs) after the new year, buddy. (laughs) Celebrate Christmas,
0: okay? I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) All right. So where did Christmas get its start? Well, it actually got its start like way before Jesus Mm -hmm. in pagan celebrations.
0: Pagans. 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 Pagans! Pagans! Frodo pagans! Uh, uh, all right, so... This is going to be a special podcast. It today, is everybody. very special already. It is. So um, essentially, if you're unfamiliar with what paganism is, um, I guess in the time of Jesus and before Jesus, it was specifically... I mean, it's just the, the, the worship of many gods, local deities, family deities nationalistic deities. I mean, just, I think now it's kind of defined as anything other than, any kind of belief, other than like the main world religions, Mm -hmm. like the big ones. So it's got a very broad definition. Um, But as we begin to talk about the pagan roots uh, uh, of Christmas, it's very much like those kind of local, regional, nationalistic kind of worship of those gods. Little g gods, as we would refer to them in the Christian tradition. Right, and so...
1: Little g's... Ironically, we are recording this podcast on the shortest day of the year. That's right. uh, today is the winter solstice. December 21st. So I think, I forget how many hours of daylight, ten, 10 hours of daylight today.
0: Unless you live in Ohio and it's really gray out. It is gray. And then you get about three. <laughs> it seems like anyway. Um,
1: So yeah, in the Northern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere, you know, the farther away from the equator that you move, the more the day length
0: varies. Mm, we're getting like some geography and science going on so, here today. This is nice. You
1: know the way uh, Earth is tilted. In the wintertime, we're farther. Not, the, we're no,
0: no, the Earth is flat, Paul. <laughs> Sorry, separate podcast.
1: <laughs> we're farther, farther away from the sun, or the sun. We don't get. We're not technically farther away. We don't get as much direct. Yeah, sunlight, our angle changes. Our angle changes. Um, and so that's why as the earth rotates, um, the days get shorter. Mm-hmm. So starting tomorrow, we will have four more minutes of daylight. So that's something to celebrate, That people. is something like, to celebrate.
0: Four more minutes a day. Actually, dude, seriously, in places like Ohio and other places you know it's just like the winter's like uh four minutes more daylight is something to celebrate Mm -hmm. it's like awesome that's right And so
1: (laughs) the the pagans recognized that yeah they did this was the shortest day of the year and so they would have celebrations and feasts recognizing that the days of darkness were behind them that things were getting brighter
0: that's kind of beautiful it kind of is am i allowed to say something pagan's kind of beautiful sure okay i just did the days of darkness are behind us and it's getting brighter getting brighter cue, so they would, cue the sentimental christmas music now <laughs> so
1: they would have the this festival in the ancient roman empire of saturnalia which was a holiday to the god saturn um on the winter solstice because it, he was the i think the god of agriculture um and it began as a single like celebration like a just a one-day celebration but it quickly expanded uh to be a week-long celebration and in some parts of the empire it was a 12-day celebration 12 days of christmas 12 Maybe. days of christmas everyone. um
0: five so, golden rings
1: <laughs> thank you kermie
0: you're welcome
1: <laughs> so they would have um you know these big celebrations that with lots of merriment and reversing the roles of slaves and masters where oh, yeah. You know, the the masters would become the slaves for a little bit. And lots of feasting and fires, lots of light. Uh, Then you also have um, the Norse traditions with trees and yule logs and fire. Yule is a funny word. Lots of fire. Lots of fire. Lots of people bringing um, greenery into their house. That was kind of a common theme across different cultures is bringing um, some sort of evergreen into their house, whether it was pine or fir. So you're, those you're saying, like
0: the the evergreen stuff, that's uh, Norse mythology kind of Norse stuff.
1: Norse, and even um, different sources say that the Romans did the same thing.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, so. yeah, it so, would make sense for being Norse. You think of the geography; it's like it's cold, and there's, right. and there's, lots, and forests, there's lots of forests, evergreen forests. forests.
1: So, um, you know, the trees representing life. So bringing those, you know, green branches. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like kind of with different traditions, like bad spirits and stuff involved.
0: So, Right. I think I've, I've heard that, like, that one of the traditions, I don't know what it was, like a wreath on the door, like an evergreen wreath. like I think that was Norse. Yeah, like an invitation for like the spirits to come into your house. Ooh. The Spooky. ghost of Christmas past. Exactly. <laughs> and that is where we got the story of Ebenezer Scrooge. Not really, but... Okay. All right. So that's a, just that's a brief p-
1: overview a brief of overview. some of the the pagan roots and so, celebration.
0: So what you're saying though is like the December twenty fifth celebration, which is weird though, because it's December twenty fifth, and like the, the pagan is, is more twenty first, twenty second, like solstice, celebrating the winter solstice. But like the the date, the time of year, a lot of the symbology, symbolism mm-hmm. of the evergreen and gift giving and the lights, like. Um, It's all very, it's rooted very much in uh, old pagan traditions. Mm -hmm. So you're saying we shouldn't celebrate Christmas? (laughs)
1: No, I'm not saying that. I just want to make you a um, bad guy, Paul. The the December 25th date came from the birth of Mirtha, the god of the unconquerable sun, which was on December 25th. Mirtha? Mirtha. The Birtha of Mirtha? Yep. It was believed that uh and this is quoting from the History Channel. Uh, that Mirtha, an infant god, was born on a rock. For some Romans, Mirtha's birthday was the most sacred day of the year.
0: It almost sounds like you're saying Murka. Murkah. Murka. Mirtha. The birtha of Mirtha. Get that on a Christmas sweater. That'd be great. I'm here to celebrate I'm, the birth sure of the They
1: had it like embroidered on their togas. Their
0: Christmas ugly Christmas toga. <laughs> There is a tradition we could start. Hello, <laughs> next year at Hope Community, <laughs> an ugly Christmas toga party. No, I'm just kidding. If you if you don't if you're unfamiliar with our our church and what we do, don't worry. We we really don't do things like that. We joke about that, but we wouldn't we wouldn't
1: actually. We never do that. would do that.
0: <laughs> so okay, so that's where the 25th comes from. Mm-hmm. Man, way to way to come through in the clutch with the sources. You're like, oh i have a source hey, for you this is what i do this is what, <laughs> this is what i do we research sometimes that is what you do for like a little. what i do uh but for the podcast we don't always do heavy research it's right. just kind of like glance over some things form form some kind of haphazard ideas and just go with just it. talk we do okay so where are we going next that, that's the history we got the history so of- that's some
1: of the pagan roots of the holiday um
0: how did it become Christian, I guess, then? Well, Phil, why don't you tell us? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's you know, a couple different things kind of associated with it, right? So, first of all, in the, in the Roman Empire, in like the, the early parts of the AD years, the first, second, third centuries, right, um, there are a ton of pagan people who have this background with all these pagan gods and stuff that are celebrating Saturnalia every year. Um, And now all of a sudden they're becoming followers of Jesus. Uh, And and so they're like, well, you know, what what do we do with our celebrations? And being a follower of Jesus isn't exactly uh, the most popular thing at that time. Uh, And so they began to take some of these pagan uh, celebrations and redeem them uh, for celebration of jesus so like hey all of our neighbors are partying this time of year to celebrate saturnalia what if we say uh no you know what this isn't about these puny little pagan gods that we worship like no this is about jesus so let's kind of flip that on its head and redeem that uh, and we'll celebrate um you know the, the real god of the universe that revealed himself by humbling himself and dying on a cross and all of these things and so um, it kind of became this countercultural statement
1: Right, but it was controversial within the church, because you had a lot of the church fathers that,
0: they're like, no, paganism. No, <laughs> they, that
1: wasn't necessarily that, but they didn't celebrate the birth of saints, rather they celebrated the death, because that's what was their true birth mm-hmm. in their mind. Yeah. And so it was controversial among the early Christians, should we celebrate this, should we not, um, because it was a, kind of a new practice mm-hmm. of celebrating someone's birth like this.
0: Yeah. And I think it gained some popularity and steam too, um, with Constantine, mm-hmm. which that's a major turning point in Christian history. We've kind of referenced him at different points in this podcast, but it's like, okay, once the emperor becomes a Christian and everybody's like, Hey, everybody's doing it.
1: Right. <laughs> Follow Jesus.
0: Everybody's doing it. <laughs> but
1: even once like, you know, Constantine became a Christian, it took until the ninth century for the church to kind of really accept it and adopt mm-hmm. it widely into its practices. Yeah. Yeah, So for like Christians, a lot of the, the church tradition that's built around it um, didn't come until then. Mm-hmm. And even until like the 19th century, things like the Advent wreath, um, parts yeah. of the liturgical calendar, things that we take for granted now. And we think that they're rooted in this deep church tradition. They're, they're not. I mean,
0: they're not. They, they are I mean, from our perspective, right? Cause it's been a long time, but they've not been around from the right. very beginning. Um,
1: All right. So continue on, Phil. Constantine.
0: I, i'm I'm kind of done with Constantine oh. I'm done with him I'm just saying like that's kind of how I mean you're canceling Constantine <laughs> we can do that you know uh, like that that's just where it came from it, this it did start as a pagan thing, but a lot of Christians were like well no this is it's part of our culture and they were used to that again they came out of that background and and they said well let's let's redeem that let's use that and over time that became um Wow, well, there's a FedEx guy that just pulled in here. We don't get deliveries here, though, so he's turning around. Wow, he's, like, whipping it around in our parking lot. Don't hit our bumper blocks. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, where was I? Oh, so that it, it, over time, over centuries, it became something that was accepted by the church, and then not just accepted, but celebrated, and it's like, it, it kind of just kept growing, and mm-hmm. growing, and growing, um, and then it got incorporated into a lot of the much more recent history, the kind of Western consumeristic uh, traditional celebrations of Christmas that we think about like the tra- traditional Christmas I'm using air quotes for those of you who are uh, listening to this that we know of as like now through our Christmas stories and the Christmas carols and you know the fa- yeah this picture of a family and a fireplace and a Christmas tree like that's only a couple hundred years old
1: right the Puritans didn't celebrate yeah. Christmas they canceled Christmas yeah, in fact that's, they outlawed it in boston
0: yeah it's it's, yeah it's very that's christmas as we know it's very new and it became a lot much much bigger in like the 20th century right um kind of as consumerism grew (laughs) christmas grew because it became this time it's like buy stuff eat stuff i mean which again nothing wrong with that but um i think one of the mistakes christians do make as it comes to christmas is thinking though that well, this has been around forever, and this has always been about the celebration of Jesus, and they're trying to take Christ out of Christmas. It's like, well, eh. <laughs> it's not always been like that. We've been just we've been trying to
1: add Christ into Christmas <laughs> is really what the church has been trying to do. Um, so talk about the night before Christmas.
0: And all through the house. And all through the house. Not a
1: creature was stirring, not
0: even a mouse.
1: That story and uh, Charles Dickens.
0: Oh, yeah, that's really where Christmas really got started, like the modern kind of Christmas that we know about is stuff like that night before house night before house <laughs> night before Christmas and all through the house. Um, Charles Dickens writing a Christmas carol and that was like what the 1800s. Right. Yeah. So,
1: so they, these were brand new things. They weren't like recalling Christmas's past and writing about those tradition rather what they were doing was creating tradition mm-hmm. out of nothing and kind of creating what this ideal Christmas would look like. Uh, and then you have, uh, the incorporation of St. Nicholas, who was indeed a, a saint in the church. That yeah. He's
0: called St. Nicholas for a reason. <laughs> right. He
1: you know, did deliver. He sold all of his possessions. He was very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Sold all of his possessions, became a monk, and later a saint, and delivered presents to kids. Yeah, So that's kind of where that tradition came mm-hmm. from. But then consumerism got a hold of St. Nicholas, mm-hmm. made up Santa Claus, mm-hmm. giving gifts mm-hmm. to kids mm-hmm. and elves and exploiting little people. Mm-hmm. surprised Santa Claus hasn't gotten canceled yet.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just interesting. Like there's there is this idea of a lot of the things that are now Christmas traditions weren't always Christmas traditions. They were not rooted in the Christian story of Christ- Christmas, of of Jesus' birth. But uh, Christians have redeemed those things and said, Hey, if this is how the world celebrates, or this is something that's. Uh, kind of this cultural moment, like it's it's on the calendar, it's something that people do. Then why not use it for something good? Which right. is a, which actually in a, in itself is like a very Christian thing. Mm-hmm. This idea of taking something and you know redeeming it. Right. Um, Like that—that's ultimately the story of what Christians believe. Like the gospel is, and what God is doing through Jesus for creation, for us as individuals. Like He's redeeming, Um, and so a lot of that, a lot of our Christmas tradition that we uh, that we tie to the the Jesus birth narrative, is actually this kind of redemptive story. Mm -hmm. Whether it's Christmas trees or giving gifts or candy canes, it's like, well, oh, see, like um, the, the the lights that we put out for Christmas, they. Well, they don't, you know, originally light at Christmas was Saturnalia and these other gods were like, well, no, that represents Jesus, the light of the world. Right.
1: We're reinterpreting these cultural symbols Mm -hmm. through a new narrative. Oh, we're
0: giving gifts. Mm. Oh, well, that's not, again, it's not, you know, whatever from before or consumerism. It's like, no, it's representative of the gift that God gave to us or the gift that the Magi brought to Jesus.
1: Which, you know, people who are non-Christians might attack that and say, you know, we're doing something terrible to history, but... People have done that for centuries. They've taken Mm -hmm. cultural icons, reinterpreted them through a new narrative. That's what the biblical authors Mm -hmm. did all the time uh, with their cultural symbols.
0: Yeah, well, this is interesting. We can just take Christmas as that very example, which is so it's weird that Christians kind of get in on both sides of this. So this is what popular culture now has done to Christmas again. So, yeah, Christians took the... Christmas as like the pagan holiday and the Saturnalia and said, we're going to redeem that. And we're going to turn that into a Christian celebration. And it was that for a while. And then culture came along and said, no, 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 no. We're going to redeem that for, you know, just secular culture. We're going to make it about gifts and Santa and, um, eggnog and all these other things. Uh, So it's like, well, yeah, this is just what we do. Like we, we reinterpret things through our cultural lens. Um, Which is funny then, because that's what you get into, like, keep Christ and Christmas kind of argument from Christians. It's like, well, I mean, you can't have it both ways. Right. (laughs) Because Christmas didn't, or Christmas was about Jesus. But the December holiday, that particular date, that wasn't about Jesus. And so Christians took it and said, that's ours now. Well, then we can't be mad about the world (laughs) saying, no, we're going to take it and make it ours. It's like, no, it's just not.
1: But in the 21st century, <laughs> it's interesting you know, that that Christmas is still like a cultural it is, phenomenon. It is a phenomenon. Because and
0: it's worldwide. It's like yeah. the only thing that is.
1: Right. Because without the story of Christ, Christmas is really kind of a meaningless holiday. I mean, think about it. It's, it's crazy. It's one month a year where we buy like crazy. It's just about celebrating consumerism and getting the, the nicest and the best. It's about mm-hmm. feasting and engorging ourselves. <laughs> Meanwhile, people... And many parts of the world are starving to mm-hmm. death um, and don't have while we're, you know, buying things that we really don't, don't need. need. Um, and so without the, the Christian component, Christmas, the Christmas is gross. It's, it's just a meaningless, gross mm-hmm. holiday that why would anybody want to celebrate yeah. greed and consumerism like that?
0: Yeah, like that, that's the beautiful thing for anybody who even maybe you're not a Christian or follower of Jesus and, you know, just people out and about doing their lives, not Christians. But, like, there's the sense of, what well, Christmas time, like, love and peace and joy. And you're supposed to and think generosity. of others and generosity. And it's like, but why? Right. See, because without Jesus, like, none of that. Why do all that stuff right. at Christmas? Which, so,
1: speaking of generosity. Hey-o. Hop online and donate to the Salvation Army because they couldn't do their Red to Kettle campaign, like, in person this year. Right. So they're having uh, some major... Uh, I guess financial shortfall this year. So hop online, donate to Salvation Army because they do so much good. They do the most
0: good. Doing the most good. You could actually even get on like YouTube or something first, okay? And you could find a video of somebody ringing a bell and you could play that in the background while you make your donation so it feels authentic. That's a fun idea. Isn't it though?
1: Have you rang the bell before?
0: I have. It's been a while, but I I have. I've done it several times. I know for sure I did it in high school for, I don't know, something. And then I've done it through, I think I did it through the last church we were at for... Volunteer, mm-hmm. whatever. All right, so
1: back anyway. To our discussion.
0: Yeah, I, see now you, you threw me. All those things are like, they're they're rooted in the Christian story. It's what it's like. It's that idea of oh, you know that the holiday spirit. You know that that like that is actually rooted in the Christian aspect of Christmas. Um, and it is cool that it's something that's celebrated all over the world. And the only reason that it's celebrated all over the world is because of the Jesus story. If it had continued to be, okay, it was just a celebration, Saturnalia, pagan thing, that would have been very regional. It wouldn't have spread all over the world. If it was only a consumeristic, like buy stuff and that kind of thing, it also would be regional because most places in the world do not have that kind of material wealth and ability to just be like, oh yeah, this is about buying stuff and giving gifts and eating a ton. Um, But it's that, like, the, the the story of the birth of Jesus is what made Christmas go worldwide and um, makes the December 25th holiday kind of a—it's a unique thing. There's nothing else like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Easter is an established—well, it floats, but it's celebrated all over the world. But that's really pretty much just a Christian thing. Right. Um but Christmas, it's like every, pretty much everybody gets in on the action. I guess not everybody because there are people from like different religions that, that don't. Um, but even so, they usually there's usually some sort of holiday celebration Or mm-hmm. it's like you know the holidays. They, hey, this is just a good thing. So that kind of influence is cool. Is there anything else about the history that we should talk about?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Okay, so now the question that maybe some people are wondering. It is pagan, and yeah, it's got some good aspects and all that, but should we celebrate Christmas? Actually, before we get to that, Maybe you're wondering it's like wait maybe maybe it's just coincidence that Jesus was born on December 25th when you know Saturnalia was a couple days before that and that's why we celebrate so what's the big deal most historians would probably say that Jesus probably wasn't born in December it was most likely sometime in the spring don't really know when but so yeah if you if you're wondering that's kind of where that comes from like uh, we we picked December 25th to celebrate the birth of Jesus but it right. was probably springtime
1: and there's there's a different reasons for that but we're not going to go into those today.
0: Yeah. So should we celebrate Christmas?
1: I think we should, but I think it depends on how, how you kind of reinterpret the the cultural phenomenon um, through a Christian lens. Because as Christians, I don't think we should be given over to just blatant consumerism. Oh, no. All about bye, bye, bye.
0: Okay, Backstreet Boys. Wait, <laughs> or is that NSYNC? <laughs> bye, bye bye that's in sync okay. it's for sure in sync i'm not, a, not i'm picturing the bands. i'm picturing the music video cuz it's when they're all puppets and they're on mm-hmm. strings like bye 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 yeah but anyway that was that, that was you were going saying b u y bye b u y not b y e okay
1: it's all about spending 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 mm-hmm. um yeah, I think, it, I think it is a good thing because uh, in the church, there are many traditions that, you know, such as the, the season of Advent that helps us to focus our attention on Jesus and on his coming, the fact that he is Emmanuel, God with us. And so we can do things to kind of celebrate that and to remind ourselves of, Christ coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's kind of like the cultural part where we buy gifts, but also as Christians, we re- reinterpret that as God gave us the greatest gift, happy birthday, Jesus. And so we, that's why we give gifts to others, to mm-hmm. our kids. That's why, um, a lot of nonprofits will do, uh, generosity campaigns during this time Yep, because they want to give and, uh, people are usually in a giving spirit. So
0: I think we should, I think we should too. And, um, here, so now, now, now we're going to get preachy. Ready to get okay. preachy? Yep. Go this, ahead. Here it goes. Christmas, and I would I out would throw actually out throw Halloween into this category as well, or really a lot of holidays, a lot of a lot of not just holidays, but just things out in the culture. Um, you have three options with them. You can receive them and take them for exactly what they are mm. or were. You know, it's like mm. oh, it's a pagan holiday, cool, or it's super consumeristic, great. I'm just going to take that as it is. You can reject it and say nope, not going to taint myself with that. Um, you know. No Christians that take that perspective on holidays or any kind of, uh, culture, media, music, movies that aren't explicitly Christians, reject it outright, or you can redeem it. We've been talking about redeeming Christmas, right? right? Like those are the, I can, I can accept it as it is, which I don't think you should. You can reject it outright, which probably don't think you should, or you can redeem it and say, what are the redeeming characteristics and qualities in this, um, this is an opportunity to tell the story of Jesus. This is an, this is an opportunity where, unlike any other time of year, people are open to hearing the story of Jesus. Right. This is an opportunity to to give and to sacrifice to display the characteristics of Jesus in my own life. Um, so yeah, I think you can you can receive it, you can reject it, or you can redeem it. I think the faithful Christian thing to do is to redeem it. However, you don't have to agree with me.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I, and I like what you said about redeeming it because we know that you know the end of the story in the book of revelation where there is a new heaven and a new earth and that god is making all things new behold i make all things new and as christians we're part of that we're involved in making all things new so mm-hmm. we can take um, a cultural celebration we can redeem it and we can make it new
0: yeah and you get to tell like a, a, a great story maybe someone comes and says yeah but i thought chris or i thought you know it's saturnalia and it was is this pagan thing you're like yeah actually it was and uh, and, and it was about the darkest day and, and then the celebration that the darkest time was over and it, things were getting light again. And isn't it? And then you can go on to be like, hey, this is so cool because this is what, what Christians did. They saw that. And they said, well, like at the darkest moment in history, the darkest time, like the light came into the world, that Jesus came into the world. And then you can open up the Gospel of John and, and okay. quote that and be like, hey, the light has come into the world and darkness has not overcome it. Like So th- that, that redeeming characteristic, not only is, is it true, but it's an opportunity to tell an incredible story. Like the best stories are always stories of redemption. Right. Like that is the gospel story. Um, so yeah, I I think those are the options. I think it is okay to celebrate it. I think and I, I heard this on a podcast this week and I loved it, that there's a there's a distinction between celebrating something and worshiping something. I don't think you should worship Christmas. I think you can celebrate Christmas. All right. If you're if you're a Christian, I mean if, if you're not a Christian, like you probably don't care one way or another should <laughs> we celebrate Christian Christmas. But if you're a Christian, it's okay to celebrate it, but don't worship it. Um, the only thing that we should be worshiping is Jesus uh, and this might trigger some people but the guy gave the example of like the 4th of July <laughs> and he's like celebrate the 4th of July is great me and my family we celebrate it and this guy was uh, he, he, he was a veteran he'd been wounded like serving the country and stuff and he's like I love my country and we celebrate the 4th of July but I don't worship it he's like I don't actually like that holiday but we celebrate with my family but a lot of people cross the line into worshiping the country or the flag or whatever you know, Christmas is like the same kind of thing, right? You can celebrate, but don't worship the gift giving and the decorations and the cookies and Yeah. I mean you could actually you can even get into worshiping the stuff at Christmas about Jesus, but not actually worshiping him. Mm. Like, I, I, I know and I've met a lot of Christians like, yeah, Christmas time because there's Christmas music playing. And the whole world's hearing about Jesus and and like, yeah, nativities and all of that. And I'm just like, wait, are we worshiping Jesus the person or are we worshiping the celebration about him? It's a slight distinction, but it's there. Um, so, yeah, don't cross that line between celebrating and worshiping. Um, and this is one of those things that it's, it's kind of a matter of conscience. Mm-hmm. If you are disagreeing with us and you're like, no, I'm not cool with uh, the Christmas stuff or maybe something else, that's fine. But don't make that the rule for everybody else. Right. Um, that there's grace in those areas. This is not a matter of salvation. This is not a matter of you're not faithfully following Jesus. Um, there's there's room to work here.
1: Right. I mean, the Apostle Paul talked about this and meat sacrifice to idols, yeah. that, you know, there were. Those that we considered the, the weak in the community, so those that were Jewish and followed the law, um, that kept uh, the kosher mm-hmm. diet, and those that were considered the strong, so those who were mostly Gentile believers that, um, you know, they they ate meat that was sacrificed to the Zeus, uh, to the god Zeus, um, from the temple <laughs> to the Zeus, <laughs> and their Jewish brothers were offended by that and mm-hmm. took issue with that and wanted to break fellowship. And Paul said, um, basically don't there's nothing wrong with that like they can redeem that for themselves um and you don't hold them to your kosher diet yeah because at the end of the day the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love and so if you are tempted to impose your idea of how christmas should be celebrated or not celebrated on another christian just pause for a second and ask am i expressing my faith through
0: love Mm -hmm. and in whatever situation i'm in Kind of evaluating, am I in the position there of am I the weak person or the strong person? Mm-hmm. And like, if I'm the strong, like in my faith or whatever, I need to default to the person that is that is weak, like to to help them along. Like that's what we're called to do. I think the meat sacrifice to idols and stuff. I think it's, it's it, First Corinthians. Yeah, I think, I think it's First First um, Corinthians. I actually had a verse pulled up in Romans where he talks about the same thing. He talks about yeah, uh, festivals and stuff, and then meat as well. And he says this is Romans fourteen verse 5 and 6 said, one person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God, and whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. Uh, So he was talking about that idea of the special uh, festivals and holidays that the Jews celebrated, and you know, these uh, Gentile pagan Christians that were going into the temple being like, yeah, I'm hungry. Grab a slab of this meat that was sacrificed to a god, and and he's like, that's a matter of conscience. That's a matter of where your faith is at. There's not like a written rule. And I think that translates really, really well to mm-hmm. we're talking about whether it's Christmas, whether it's Halloween, whether it's um, the kind of music you listen to or whatever. Right. It's like, hey, this is, this is not like a command. This is a use wisdom. Where's your conscience at? Is something going to make you stumble um, and give grace to other people? There's room to work it out. Yep. Work it out. <laughs>
1: All right. So this holiday season, um, it's just kind of very fitting that after the year that we've been through, <laughs> cultural unrest, the political divide, um, we talked about Jericho March, the Jericho March last week, mm-hmm. the fact that today is the darkest day. But yet, Jesus, the light has come into the world, and so we look for that. We look towards that hope of Jesus returning one day to make all things new. And it's just a beautiful thing to celebrate this Christmas. Absolutely. But in spite of all the darkness that we've been through this year, there's still light found in the person, Jesus.
0: Yep. Leave you with the words of John, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. Yep. There it is.
1: All right. So, Merry Christmas. Have everybody. a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Um, Or happy holidays because that's easier to say than saying Merry Christmas and have a happy new year too.
0: (laughs) Goodbye.